What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I'm Justin Martindale, and this is episode two, and we are coming in hot. So first of all, I would just like to say a huge thank you to all of the subscribers, all of the new listeners, everybody who's been so kind and generous to rate and review this podcast. It has been very overwhelming and so sweet, and I thank you all uh, for you know, listening in because the world's on fire and we should all just have a minute to just laugh and take a minute to just breathe. Um, so thank you for listening to me at home, in the car. Uh, let's get into it. First of all, I just want to say um, I have a deal for you. Uh, now, I don't know if you guys heard on Juicy Scoop where I mentioned the wonderful uh, jumpsuit that I got from Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth has given me a discount code of 40% off your final purchase. Cozy Earth was on uh, Oprah's Favorite Things four years in a row. It is the most comfortable, most breathable uh, fabric that I have ever felt. It's so soft that I actually got the sheets. Um, uh, Evan, my boyfriend, got the comforter. Uh, and they are going to give you 40% off your uh, final purchase using promo code JUSTIN40. Uh, some of you have already reached out and been like, oh my God, these are amazing. Thank you so much. So I'm giving it to the new listeners. If you go to CozyEarth.com, type in JUSTIN40, you're going to get 40% off your final purchase. You are welcome. Start your weekend off with a bang. And they're so comfortable. You can just lounge around. You can go out in public with them. Uh, they've got bath towels. Uh, all sorts of pajamas, like they are I, legit, and I swear by them. Okay, the reason I mentioned Cozy Earth is because yesterday, last night actually, uh, I recommended to you guys The Gilded Age, and thank you for the huge response on Gilded Age on HBO Max. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. If uh, It's just American Downton Abbey. It's so good. But then I had some of you guys say, hey, have you seen The Worst Roommate Ever? And I'm like, no, let me check it out. And my God, whew, people have done lost their damn minds. Um, I feel like the pandemic really changed a lot of people because we couldn't leave our house or our apartments or whatever. Like I actually had an instance where my roommate upstairs kind of snapped and... Um, I actually had to have a police report uh, brought up because he was like threatening me and calling me and like very like fatal attraction without the uh, Glenn Close wig. Uh, he didn't boil my rabbit, which could be a metaphor in West Hollywood, but he did not do that. Um, but then, yeah, it's just like been gone. So I have no idea where he is. Now, Worst Roommate Ever is available on Netflix. If you like squatters, and killer grandmas and sociopaths and are just kind of uncertain about who you might live next door to, this is the show <laughs> for you. If you just want to wake up in a hot sweat <laughs> in your own cozy earth sheets and wonder, is that pee or sweat? This is the show for you. Oh, it is so insane. It's only five episodes. Um long but they they go by it's very like true crime they're all true stories about people who've had to deal with you know just 
oddballs in their building or, you know, it's it pretty much it's the show where the walls are thin and so are the aliases and alibis. So check this out. But getting ready for this show today, I finished all five episodes today. Not today, the last two today. I'm like going through the stories and all of a sudden all these shows st- or all these uh, stories stop start popping up about um, horrible neighbors and like love trysts and whatnot. And I'm going to start off because like I just want to get this out there. Okay, there was this woman in Wisconsin who choked her lover to death during sex. Now, um, another story that I got, which wasn't that major, but there have been, in New York City alone, there have been 270 noise complaints daily to non-emergency numbers about people having loud, aggressive sex in their apartments. Because I feel like this COVID has just cooped us up. We're all COVID cooped. Just (laughs) cooped up. (laughs) People are horny. People, you know, horn dog high. We, we, it's not the same. It's not the same online, you know? So I read this story and was like, oh, my God. So this is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. This woman said she found her 25-year-old son. It's dark. Okay, it's dark. It's Let me just lead with it's a dark tale. I'm not trying to make fun of it. I just read it and was like, oh, my God. So this woman says she found her 25-year-old son's severed head in a bucket which is my favorite country song. It's got the head in the bucket and the clothes hanging out on the line. So when the officers arrived, they found a bucket containing a male organ. They searched the home and found an upper torso and a storage tote. Love a storage tote. And dried blood was also found on a nearby mattress. The mother told police she was awoken by the sound of a door slamming between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. and assumed it was her son leaving. But when she got up to check a light that had been left on downstairs, she made the gruesome discovery. Officers were told Shaw business. Oh, sure. The woman, I guess, may have been the last person to see him live. When they went to her home, they said her clothes were covered in dry blood. Searching her minivan because, of course, it's always a minivan. They found a crock pot containing additional human body parts, including legs. Because we're just crock pot and legs now. Police say the woman, they asked her what happened and she replied, that's a good question. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Why do you have legs in a crock pot? There's not a crab broil happening. You're not making cheddar biscuits. Why are there legs in the crock pot? So according to the complaint, she told investigators she had spent the day with the victim smoking what? Meth. After arriving at the mother's home, they started having violent sex and incorporated chains. Now... We've all seen Fifty Shades of Grey. We don't need to incorporate chains into sex. I've never been like, hey, you know what, babe? Let's grab the chains today. Because, yeah, no, no. Unless you're like Jacob Marley in A Christmas Carol, you don't need chains as part of your costume. Um, Is it Jacob Marley? That's the name of the ghost, I believe. Yes. So authorities say she told them that she blacked out at some stage and just went, quote, crazy and started strangling him with the chain. She didn't mean to kill him, but she really enjoyed choking him. So she continued to do it. Uh, He started coughing up blood and she was already this far. So she kept going and she asked the detectives if they knew what it was like to love something so much you want to kill it. I 
<laughs> I've I mean I've said this to like a puppy or like a baby where you know you see it not like in that way but you know you see it and you're just like oh I just want to pinch its cheeks I just want to smush it and I just want to oh I just want to kiss it but I've never been like I want to put a chain around its neck and kill it so after her meth uh, tirade she said that the police were going to have fun trying to find all the organs as she dismembered the body uh, because apparently she's now Carmen San Diego, and she's like, oh, find my trail of organs. She said they could be in the basement, but then there could be a foot or leg in the minivan. Now, if you don't know where your organs are, you shouldn't, I mean, you need to be a little more careful. You gotta, after watching Worst Roommate Ever, you gotta like, you know, put them in a tarp, put them in a bed sheet, dig them in the garden, you know, put them under a flower pot. You can't just like leave them around. This is like a really sloppy Easter egg hunt. You can't just leave them out. You got you got to make people work for the eggs. So she did get paranoid and lazy, and she thought that the dope was making her paranoid. And she said that the plan was for her to bring all the body parts with her, but she got lazy and only ended up putting the leg and the foot in the van, and she forgot the head. Don't you hate it when they forget the head? Hate it. God. Yeah, we're just we're just hacking right into these stories, aren't we? Now, the reason I had uh, this popped up, you know, she's on probate uh she's been put on probation 7 weeks before the incident, and then she was supposed to be wearing an electronic monitoring bracelet. Oh, Lindsay Lohan, but had somehow removed it. So bond was set at 2 million, she's due back in court later this month. Okay. So that story happened. Now, I'm not trying to make fun of like substance abuse. I think it's crazy. I think what's crazier is that this happened in Wisconsin and not Florida. But then Florida is like a dead giveaway, I think. So I just thought like, wow, this is crazy. Trust no bitch. That's what I've learned from worst roommate ever. Trust no bitch. Okay, the second story we have is in Texas, my home state. This creep... These are both Airbnb stories. So this Airbnb in Texas, a host faces 15 counts of invasive visual recordings after police say he hid a camera. Police say that this guy, 54 years old, had 2,100 images of guests naked and having sex. He says his lawyer, he's tells, he tells his lawyer that he's innocent of all the charges. Okay. Um, now, I actually have a little more info on this because it popped up recently before I came over here to record. He had a hidden camera disguised as a power adapter. Now, he had all these people having sex for at least a year. Now, that's... I love an Airbnb. My friends and I, we will get them in Palm Springs. We recently went to Lake Arrowhead. We have costume changes. I've seen these like, you know, um, scenarios where like, you know, the 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 person renting out the place has like a weird room where they like check all the screens and can see you like very like sliver with Sharon Stone and Billy Baldwin, but. How do you trust anybody anymore? But you know what I'm going to do the next time I go to an Airbnb? I'm going to get naked. First thing, drop my bags off. Where's my room? 
after I like trample everybody that I'm with, like a la real world style. Remember, it's like, this is my room, bitch, and start pulling hair. Maybe not to that extent, because I don't want to be the worst roommate ever. But once I clean my room, drop my bags, strip down, pull on my dong, and just start slapping it, and look around the room, and like full-on Jennifer Love Hewitt, be like, what are you waiting for? I'm right here. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Because there, if there's going to be some pervert watching me, oh, I'm going to give him a show. I'm going to give you a show. Mark my words, you will be getting a show of a lifetime. It's just, uh, I'm going to check every appliance. I'm going to check every little like nook and cranny. That's what's scary. There's a movie I can't remember that came out not too long ago where it was like these kids were, they went to a, they went to a lodge and, um, there was a guy and they thought the guy was like watching them. And it turns out like it was like a whole simulation that was watching it. Anyways, whatever. If you're getting an Airbnb, just when you walk in and you don't feel comfortable, just set it on fire. Leave a bad review. That's my advice. And finally, our last story of the worst roommate ever is this woman who was kicked out of her Airbnb in Brazil. Why was she kicked out, do you ask? For being too hot. That's right. She was kicked out for being too hot. She was prejudiced against. Um, and now she said that the, the Airbnb guy suffers from hot girl phobia. Which I didn't know was a thing until I, I read this story. Now, Brazilian bombshell Susie Cortez. I, That's when I hear the name Brazilian bombshell Susie Cortez, I immediately have to moan which i think every we need to normalize moaning i do it with my friends all the time it's friday if you're in your car just moan just a ha huh. just do it <laughs> let it out just a ha huh. yeah feels good feels real good now this woman suzy cortez reportedly splashed about $1000 on an apartment on the rental site in january so that she could visit her family in sao paulo that was a good accent. I'm very proud of that. However, she alleged that she had stayed at the property for less than 48 hours before the male host kicked her out, threw her belongings in the trash, all because she was too good looking. Now, she was terrified. She felt persecuted and likened it to a horror movie. She says... This is the biggest prejudice and nightmare I've ever lived. I'm extremely embarrassed and psychologically shaken. A trip to my parents turned into a horror movie. Well, I mean, I feel like everyone's trip to their parents turns into a horror movie. So go on. And also, I feel like the horror movie would be the owner filming you getting naked and taking a shower. Rather, you know, like this isn't like the Brazilian Airbnb massacre. No, this is just... She Okay, first of all, she was taking some pictures. Here's what I think happened. I think there was like some religious, like the, the host was a little bit religious and a little conservative. And she shows up and her like lacy, you know, negligees and lingerie. She's an influencer. And, you know, she started taking these pictures. But then how would he know that she was taking the pictures unless there was a camera in there? 
always feel like somebody's watching Susie. So I think that he went in there after 48 hours, saw what she was doing, had her ring light up, and then just threw it all into the trash. Um, she also says that later the owner came by and started discarding her clothes. He only came in because I uh, suffer persecution for being too pretty. No damage to the apartment, but a closet door that was old and fell. Now, I think that closet door fell because she was upside down twerking. I think it was because she was hot. Oh, the closet door fell because she was too hot? It just fell. Yeah. Like like a spirit, like a ghost? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, she was reimbursed and has yet to contact a lawyer. So here's the thing. Just know what you're getting into. Um... When you rent an Airbnb, don't be afraid to to uh, leave a rating. I actually had a bad Airbnb review with my buddies in Palm Springs last year when we went during COVID because um, this was a weird thing. In the middle of the night, like around 6 o'clock in the morning, the AC went down like a couple degrees um, to cool the to cool the house. And when we left, we made sure everything was clean, everything was good, and um, we got, the the owner was like, who turned down the thermostat? I'm going to leave you guys a bad review. And we're like, dude, it's the fucking desert. We don't know. And we asked everybody. We were like, who got up at six o'clock in the morning and turned down the thermostat? And no one did because we don't wake up at six o'clock in the morning on vacation. So we have no idea who it is. Now, the reason I'm recommending worst roommate ever is because I have a huge fear of wall people. If you don't know what a wall person is, watch the movie Parasite. That's pretty much what it is. A squatter, someone who lives in crawl spaces. Like there's video. If you Google like wall people, it's terrifying. Like people like, you know, they'll get groceries and then they'll go to bed and then they wake up the next morning and they're like, huh, someone opened up my carton of milk. Hmm. Someone ate my vegetables in the middle of the night or I know I didn't do that so they'll start setting up nanny cams and then in the middle of the night you'll see someone like like trickle down the wall I just got chills everywhere and then they'll like open the fridge eat they'll even watch tv while you're asleep and then when the sun comes up they're like and crawl back up into the wall like a roach and then they just wait Oh, it's the scariest thing. So I highly recommend it. There's some great stories on there. Let me know what you think about worst roommate ever. Now, I feel for this girl, Susie Cortez, because her clothes were thrown in the trash. Now, some people say that one person's trash is another person's treasure, and that person clearly is Kim Kardashian. Now, Kim Kardashian, I know, I can't say her name three times or she'll appear. Um was recently at the Balenciaga Fashion Show in Paris where the theme was walking in an icy tundra, apparently. Um, all the models were walking through the snow. Um, some were actually holding trash bags and braving the elements. And Kim decided that she was going to throw on a shocker bodysuit. Don't get me started. Um, and she wrapped uh, Balenciaga caution tape all around to create this look that's been done before. Kathy Griffin did it. Um, 
Lady Gaga did it in the telephone video, but you know, let let Kim wrap herself up in some caution tape and holy shit. Everyone goes wild. I hope she peed herself. Here's the question. There's no zipper. There's nothing. I think she was probably wearing a Skims diaper. I think that I think that's her new launch. She's going to launch a new diaper line uh, where you can just piss and shit yourself while you're at fashion shows or at exclusive events because you can't take your pants off. So she went on the Internet and everyone called her an asshole uh, because she showed off her $3,000 Balenciaga trash bag following her yellow caution tape cat suit ensemble she went on her instagram showcasing her look from the fashion show including the black bag mimicking and named after what a garbage bag that's where we're at everyone uh we have a three thousand dollar trash bag purse and she was like how cool is this i love this trash bag bag while giving her followers a close-up look. Uh, she was very excited, bragging about, look what I got. I got the trash bag bag from the show. She's so excited. So it's up to a $3,000 price. It's on their 2017 line. And unfortunately, I do not have a promo code for the trash bag bag. Um, but yeah, here's what I'm saying. She knows a good Halloween costume. I think this is going to be the Halloween costume for this year um and everyone was asking her like how did you get out of it and she's like i kept my look from the balenciaga show and i literally had them cut it off me i kept it so it's still intact with the belts and bag and everything for the archive oh oh she has an archive okay so, yeah, and of course, everyone backlashed against her. They're like, children are dying. This isn't fashion. Anything for attention. Tacky ASF. So dumb. And meanwhile, they cut to Chris Jenner, who was just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Keep us being relevant. And then lightning struck her fingers, and she turned into Ursula the Sea Witch. Okay. So, good for her and her, you know, trash, trash, um... Trash, trash bag. Here's the, going into this segment, um, I know the world is crazy right now. I know um, I'm trying to stay positive, just like you. Being a comic, it's really hard getting up on stage and making people laugh when you see the news and you see, you know, everything that's going on in Ukraine and you see everything that's, you know, our gas prices are like $48 Right now, a gallon. I actually had to um, sell my ass at the gas station today. I went to Exxon. That's spelled with three X's. And I said, fill me up. And it was in more ways than one. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I will say um, it was loud. A lot of people left some noise complaints. Uh, but you know what? I got a full tank, so suck it. Now, just when you thought things couldn't get any crazier or worse, I posted about this in my Instagram, how there was a demon. Sure. Why? Because it's Friday. There was a demon in a rock that, in, in a rock, a literal rock, not Iraq, but a rock, um, that has been believed to, uh, it was put there and, um, if it ever got out, we're doomed. This 
damn rock that contained an evil spirit, guess what, has cracked open. <laughs> damn it! Can I just <laughs> make it to episode three on this podcast, please, without a demon bothering me? Now, here's the thing. I live in Los Angeles, so I see shit all the time. I wouldn't know what a demon looks like if it came up to me, and I don't know if it would scare me or not. Like, I feel like if a demon, like, full-on horns, cloven hooves came up to me and had, like, some prophecy or whatever and was just like, when the blood is the sun, the children and lambs will cry, I'll be like, okay, excuse me, <laughs> gotta move. <laughs> I'm I'm late for a coffee date that, I, that someone's gonna stand me up for, so it's the third time. Third time. We'll reschedule. It's fine. But like eventually we will meet up for this coffee date. But thanks, demon. Bye, demon. So this demon was locked in a rock for almost a thousand years and now it's on the loose. This killing stone that kept the malevolent spirit imprisoned all this time has split in two, sending believers into a state of panic. Sure. Add it to the list. Japanese legend has it that anyone who comes in contact with this rock will die. Um, according to mythology, the volcanic rock officially called Sesho Seki is home to Tamomo no Mai. I hope that's anywhere close, uh, AKA the nine tailed Fox. Now here's the thing. There's a show, um, called Lovecraft County, which was amazing. It only had one season on HBO max, I believe. And they had a story about this, uh, folklore legend, the nine tailed Fox, which is like this succubus who, uh, has to like suck the souls out of men. And if she like gets enough souls, then she turns into a real person or something like that. It was really cool. I had no idea about this legend until the show. And guess what? This bitch with nine tails is now running loose. So, um, sounds like my ex. It probably is your ex. Yeah. I think it could be a lot of our exes. If this demon moves in next door to you, that's officially the worst roommate ever. Have you ever slept with someone and you yes. feel the oh, soul? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I didn't know there was more to that question. There's a little bit more. And you feel your soul leaving your body? Oh, have I? That was my ex. Well, it's so funny you say that because I'm gonna. we have a story coming up about so-called spirits. But I want to keep it uh, on track with demons. Speaking of demons... Um, Madonna. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, stop it. Now, Madonna is my favorite horror film on Instagram. I recently, I don't know what's going on. I am, first of all, I'm a huge Madonna fan. I love her. Some of, like, it, it was my pop, the beginning of my pop uh, obsession. I don't like that they still still call her the material girl. I'm like, okay, we get it. But like recently she has been doing, I don't know what the fuck. She's been collaborating with, you know, these young, you know, uh, hip hop artists and all these young collaborators. She collaborated with Dua Lipa. She's collaborated with, uh, she just collaborated with this guy named Sick Ick. I think I'm saying that's right. So she just revamped one of my favorite songs, Frozen, off of her Ray of Light album. This song went viral on TikTok. And so she re-released Frozen with this like new kind of vibe to it. And I love it. I think it's great. Frozen was definitely one of those songs uh, during my um, my gay peak or in trying to figure out everything. I was like, 
who are these three desert witches that are chanting with their henna hands and there's a loose Doberman in the desert and she fell and cracked into a thousand ravens. She's giving me theater. She's giving me drama. She's giving me Frozen. I was here for it. Now, lately she's been on Instagram and I'm like, who is this like Bratz doll? Because she's like so filtered and so like snatched. And I'm, you know what? I'm not shitting on filters. Like I said, the last episode, it's your Instagram. Be thirsty. Do whatever you want to do. But it's just something so weird because her face is just very like almost like an upside down teardrop, which is, I think, my the, sh- the shape of my heart when I see Madonna on Instagram. Um, So biopics are having a moment. Now, that means... I knew this day would come where Madonna is definitely going to have her own biopic. Um, Cher has a, a show on Broadway uh, where three actresses are playing her. It's supposed to be spectacular. But now we have Madonna, and there are several contenders. Who is going to play Madonna? Now, the biopic is supposed to be during her 1990 Blonde Ambition Tour, which if you haven't seen it, I think you can actually watch it on YouTube. It's peak Madonna. It's uh, it, it, very legendary. So these auditions have been grueling. These select few actresses who I'm about to name are in the running, supposedly, to play Madonna uh the the documentary or the document the biopic is unnamed i'm sure it's going to be like you know material girl or vogue or uh grandma stop humping the table one of those one of those um and the audition process has been 11 hours grueling boot camp um and these are the top contenders right out of the gate we have uh Julia Garner. I'm very excited about this. Julia Garner's having her moment, or as I like to call her, Anna Dalve. Now, Anna Dalve, if Anna Dalve auditions for Madonna, I'm going to be very excited. And the only way that she can be paired is through wire transfers. And I want Madonna to be played by Anna Dalve because it'll really make up for the for the fall of ADF. She's a very busy woman, and she doesn't have time for these grueling auditions. Julia Garner played Anna Dalve, and Inventing Anna, which is the hottest show right now. She was in Ozark. Um, and she kind of looks like it. She's got the hair. She's got these curls. Um, and she's definitely on the rise uh, in Hollywood. So I definitely think this would like put her up to it. Now, they also have to not only rehearse for 11 hours, they have to sing with Madonna. And they actually also have to um, act with Madonna, which is like, ooh. You don't have to do that. We've seen we've seen some Madonna movies and they're not that great. Another contender we have um uh we've got Florence Pugh from Midsummer, which I thought she was fantastic for that. She was in Black Widow, uh The Falling, uh Lady Macbeth. She uh could definitely play Madonna. She's got a really good range. Um we don't know if she's a good dancer, though. But also, after 11 hours of rehearsal, you can't say pew, because that shows weakness. 
So I have a question. Do yeah. you think that they have to, like, if I if I'm playing a sport against an old athlete? Yeah. I kind of want to let them win. Or my boss. Do you think that they have to half-ass it and not outdo Madonna? I feel like they could outdo Madonna now. I mean, my God. I feel like anybody can outdo Madonna now. I could outdo Madonna now. Like, she does have... um, What's it called? She has endurance. I'll give her that. Like, she can keep up. But, I mean, also, she's like 63 years old. It's like... I mean... (laughs) Anyone can run run around a 63-year-old. I'm not saying she's, like, lethargic or, like, old, brittle. But, I mean, she's not, like, 20-year-old Madonna where she's, like, you know, come on. Like, she's not doing that. Like, now she's walking around with a cane and just, like, uh, 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 oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like Madonna at Thanksgiving would be so annoying because she's trying to be cool. She's got her grill in. You know, and she's just like humping the turkey and just looking at you like dead in the eyes. Like, oh, yeah, this is what the kids want. They want to see. It's like, Nana, stop humping the turkey. This took a turn. Nana, Nana, stop it. That's cranberry sauce. Sit down. She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now she's looking like the Madonna Duke. Like, I don't know. She's got just put her on. I think Madonna is the Baba Duke. Like, if you put a top hat on Madonna and a black coat and put her in the corner and you woke up in the middle of the night, if it's not your next door neighbor trying to kill you, it's Madonna in the corner, you know, humping your hat rack. That checks out. Yeah. God. Everything's terrifying right now. But here's another person who I'm very excited about. <sighs> Alexa Demi. If you don't know Alexa Demi, she plays Maddie on Euphoria. Uh, which is my favorite porn. And uh, she has been rumored to be in talks to play uh, Madonna as well. So she's got the glamour. She's got the music. I guess she's releasing two songs on Spotify um, of a rumored EP drop. So she's getting into music. And she's giving drama, obviously, because she knows how to slam a head against a wall, like in Euphoria. She's got the nails. She has nail choreography. Um, the cons that people are saying is that she doesn't have as many TV or, um, uh, movie credits. Is that what they say, John? Let me scroll up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't have enough film appearances under her bet, under her belt, uh, which I think is stupid because I think she's fucking fierce. And finally we have Emma Laird. I don't know who Emma Laird is. She looks like Christina Ricci 2.0. She was a uh, variety's 10 Brits to watch in 2021, and she has been a star in the mayor of Kingstown, uh, aside Jeremy Renner. I don't know her, but whoever plays her, I'm really going to go with, I'm going to go with Anna Delvey, and that's all, I'm only going to call Julia Garner Anna Delvey, and then B.B. Rexa, no, get out of here, no, I'd rather, no, uh-uh, no, I'd rather go get gas again. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> if BB Rexa plays Madonna, that fucking rock demon better be knocking on my door. Hello? <laughs> Hold on just a second. I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, BB Rexa's playing Madonna right this way. 
Yeah, no, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be awesome. Now, my mother just got on Instagram, which is terrifying. And it says, see, this is just a whole episode of terror. My mom joined Instagram. And she's like, oh, look, I can see. She's like, I can see what all my kids are up to. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yes, mom, you totally can. Great. Um, And mom, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> but please stop sending me terrible news first thing in the morning. <laughs> um, Now, I she she actually discovered Madonna um, on uh, Instagram and was like, what's going on? Because as a kid, my mom was always told that she looked like Madonna. And she did. It was really weird. I wish I had a picture of her. I'll probably put it on my Instagram or whatever for Mother's Day or whatever. But she actually did. And I remember people telling my mom that she looked like Madonna. I remember going home as a kid and watching like a prayer from school. Like it was the big premiere and it was like, oh, Justin, you got to get home early because Madonna's new video is premiering on MTV. And I'm like, well, fuck, gay mom, Jesus. So I get home and we're watching like a prayer and all of a sudden there's like black Jesus and there's burning crosses. And my mom's like, well, maybe this isn't what we should be watching right now after Justin gets home from school. But of course, like a prayer came on to be, you know, so legendary and iconic in its own way. But um, these pictures going back to her Instagram, if you see her Instagram, she's very like filtered and whatnot. So she was seen out in public um, with these recent pictures and the captions are so shady. Um, they actually show what Madonna looks like. In real life. This is a picture. If you saw this picture a couple months ago, I believe, she's wearing the uh, Louboutins and she clearly dropped a grilled cheese under her hotel bed and she has her natural looking butt up in the air, which, by the way, if you spin that image around, it looks like an insect's head. Now, this is what she looks like in real life and I'm not coming after what she looks like, but I just feel like it's like, come on, girl, like own it. Cher owns it. Celine Dion owns it. All these, like, Tina Turner owns it. Like, just own it. I knew this day would come. I remember being like, what's Madonna going to be like when she's, like, in her 70s? Is she going to be humping kitchen tables and, like, smoking weed? Yes. I was right. I am a child. Uh, What's it called? Future person? Prodigy? Sure. I can't play the piano, but I do know what Madonna's going to look like at 70. Yeah, I don't think that's the word. Yeah, <laughs> I can't play the piano. But I know what Madonna will look like when she's 70. Now, this... Whoever wrote this caption, shady bitch, I see you. This says, rolling back the years, rolling back the years, Madonna looked a far cry from her 63 years as she displayed a very youthful complexion while out to dinner. Youthful complexion? Ugh. I don't know. I, I don't know if this, I don't know what to say about this. It looks. I want to say imposter. Because I don't know who this person is. This looks like. This should be like Kanye's new girlfriend. I don't know who this person is. She look, I don't know if she's had a procedure or what. But the following caption, even worse, it says handy. Oh. While Madonna's youthful face appeared frozen in time, 
The same couldn't be said for her hands, which didn't bear the same smoothness as her face. Now, John, what did you say her hand looked like? You know when you took uh, your brown paper bag lunch to school? Jesus. And by the time lunchtime comes, it's not as straight and smooth. Yeah, it looks like somebody crumbled up her hand and it just stayed that way. So like an old lunch bag. That's <laughs> an, old, an old lunch bag, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she has Meemaw hands. And I love my Meemaw. Yeah. I love my Nana. I like brown paper bags. Yeah, I think we should just start calling her Manana. Because she's, she's, I want her to be that sweet 63-year-old lady, Manana. She's got kids. She's going to have grandkids one day. Let's call her Manana. Let's, let's normalize that. But don't come after her hands. I mean, come on. But I don't know. I just, I just wish, I wish that she could just kind of age gracefully like Cher. Cher can still be uh, risque and, you know, cool and edgy. Like, she doesn't need to, like you know, smoke weed outside of a trailer and like, you know, hump a sprinkler system. She didn't have to sit on a sprinkler system to get people to look at her. I want Madonna to like, just kind of to chill out. Madonna. Madonna. That's what I want. Madonna. You don't have to do that. Madonna. Don't do it. Anyways. So that's my take. But also, please check out that remix. <laughs> I'm like, sure. Madonna's terrifying. But the new Frozen single is so good. Again, I love Frozen. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite Madonna songs of all time. All right. Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors, and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. So I gave you some spooks. We talked demons. We talked uh, Madonna. And I will be checking out this Madonna uh, documentary, biopic, what have you. Why? Because I'm gay. I think it's in my fucking blood. I'm going to support her, and uh, I'm sure it'll be amazing. Now, this kind of struck a chord with me because I love ghosts. I feel like this kind of, all these stories were either spooky or haunting. Courtney Cox from Friends, which today she just found out, she just said that she didn't remember taping the show Friends, which I was like, okay. She was like, I really don't remember uh, taping a lot of the episodes for Friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, because you were paid a million dollars an episode. I wouldn't either. I'd just be checking my bank account. Oh, I do a show? Okay, great. Now, Courtney Cox claims that she sold her L.A. home 
because it was haunted. She went on Jimmy Kimmel recently and shared why she felt she had actually had to sell her Laurel Canyon pad because of it. Now, West Hollywood, we all live in West Hollywood. The comedy store is in West Hollywood. The comedy store is haunted as fuck. We are actually in the basement in this podcast, uh, doing this podcast in the basement of the comedy store uh, right now, which has been very paranormal. This building, if you saw uh, Nicole Kidman and um, Javier Bardem in Being the Ricardos, uh, they went to Ciro's nightclub, and this is actually Ciro's nightclub now. So the comedy store is now Ciro's. So it's been around since like the 30s and 40s. So some shit's gone down. Now, West Hollywood in general, I mean, it's just spooky. It's just got a history. Um, Chateau, Chateau Marmont, where Anna Delvey stayed, is haunted as shit. I mean, you have the Roxy. You have everything on the Sunset Strip. The Viper Rooms, where River Phoenix died. Um, I know that uh, 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 Fitzgerald's house, F. Scott Fitzgerald's house where he died is like right down the street. Down the street from where I live is the last house that um, uh, uh, The Doors, what's the lead singer of The Doors? Morrison? Yes, Jim Morrison. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. I know The Doors. Jim Morrison was the last house he stayed in. So yes, it's very haunted. My building actually has some ghosts in it. The other day, I was just chilling out, and my Roomba went off, and I was like, not today, Roomba. I swear to God, I'm going to light a candle. Um, Leslie Jones won't come down here. Huh? Leslie Jones? Yeah, she, the Ghostbuster, Leslie Jones. Oh, Leslie Jones is definitely in town right now. I saw her at the Improv yesterday, and she went off. She went. She let the audience have it. She was yelling at him. She was like, you fucking millennials. I was like, damn, she's like yelling at everybody. It was kind of epic. And then I saw her and hugged her. And she was like, did I just turn into Harriet Tubman up there? And I was like, yeah, you kind of extended Black History Month. You kind of went for it. But good for you. But yes, there's so many ghosts and, and spooks in Hollywood. So many people have just, you know, died in their homes or killed themselves or murdered. I mean, Sharon Tate and, uh, you know, the Manson family, you know, that all happened here. Now. And Laurel Canyon is literally right up the street. So I didn't know that Courtney Cox was living up there. So she at, uh, she has a show coming out called Shining Veil, which I'm all about. But it's on stars, which I'm not all about. I don't want stars. Don't need it. Um, but I would like to see the show. And Mira Sorvino's in it and Greg Kinnear. Now, Jimmy Kimmel asked her if she has ever seen a ghost herself. And she says, I didn't believe it at first. Um, she did say, however, that... Her house was once owned by the burlesque dancer Gypsy Rose Lee. Um, yes, haunted, right off the bat. And well-known singer-songwriter Carol King. Now, Carol King, my friend Blake, is like that obsessed with. It's his number one. If Carol King says your fucking house is haunted, you better believe that your house is haunted because you've got a friend. Like that's. She's not going to lie to you. The Friends actress then revealed that Carol actually, can I call her Carol? Sorry, Miss King, uh, came over to have a seance with her, which my God, that's, that's, that's the night I want. That's, that's my wine Wednesday. That's what I want. Carol King to just come over and let's have a seance to banish the spirits from the property. However, Courtney was too awestruck by the Grammy winner to pay attention to their supernatural seance. Um... So, 
Carol came over to her house, Courtney says, and she said that there had been a divorce that was really ugly and there was a ghost in the house. And she was like, yeah, whatever. But other people who stayed there with her, like friends of her, were going to say, Jennifer Aniston, said they had an encounter with a woman who was sitting on the edge of the bed. Fuck. And it was Madonna. And she had her top hat on and her grill. And she's just sitting on the bed, just humping that corner like, yeah, yeah, uh, uh. But then Courtney revealed that the moment she actually felt scared was when a delivery man came to her door and made a spooky statement. All right, listeners, get your sage ready because this one's pretty fucking good. I was at the house one day, not being a believer, and the doorbell rang. It was a UPS guy or something. Okay, just, you don't have to say something. Just say it was a delivery guy. And she opened the door and the delivery guy said, do you know this house is haunted? And she said, yeah, why? Why do you think that? He says, that's when the visitor pointed out a too close for comfort ghostly presence. He said, because there's someone standing right behind you. And Courtney said, and I was like, let's sell. So she sold the house. The rest is history. She says, I couldn't sleep there alone ever again. And uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty fucking spooky. Uh, I think what should have happened at the seance was you grab Carol King's hand and you start singing, you make me feel like an exercise demon. <laughs> what you do to me? Here's the thing. I have had a... I think there's something in my apartment. I mentioned this on stage, actually, how my building was built in 1932. It's a very old Spanish-style um, house. It used to be um, boarding uh, apartments for actors back in the studio back in the studio days of old Hollywood. Um and so they would house the actors in the apartments. So there was like a little place for like a, a a phone on the wall, you know, like operator, I need to talk to the local market, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I definitely think that's like people have died and like moved on in the place. I don't get like a negative spirit, but there was this guy who I was dating, a sociopath actually, because I know how to pick him and I live in LA. So the worst roommate ever. Uh he said that in the middle of the night that like he, I that he woke up to me just sitting up staring at him and not talking, which I still think is bullshit. But then he also said that like one night uh my leg was just up in the air, like just suspended. So got some sage, you know, because we have witch stores in LA. We have House of Intuition, which sells like candles and rocks that are really expensive um and everyone will be like yeah you just need to like sage your place manifest meditate all this stuff and i don't get i recently had somebody die this time last year who was very close in my life and there have been different occasions where um i'd be uh you know watching television or something and something will just fall off the mantle and i'm like what was that or you know, I'll hear something in the middle of the night. I definitely believe in ghosts, but um, I want to know what you think in the comments below. Um, but closing this out, um, I would like to talk about 
Um, people falling. That's you ever, before we get to that, did yeah. you ever hear Bobby Lee's story about uh, walking into the main room? You guys should Google that, uh, Bobby Lee walking into the main room and seeing uh, Bob Zamuda and Lily Tomlin doing a seance. Ooh. For, I think it was Mitzi, but I forgot. Oh, no, it was for Andy. It's for Andy Kaufman. Oh, really? Yeah. Lily Tomlin and who? Bob Zamuda. And Bob Zamuda. I actually had several ghost encounters here. Um, I remember one night, um, I was leaving the main room, green room. I was with Don Barris and I just remember Don. It was real late. Mary Jane was here <clears throat> and we were in the main room, green room and they were closing up. It was probably like around like two o'clock. It was like back when everything closed at like two 30, <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> and we were walking through the main room and I remember looking over and I saw this man sitting in a chair and he had a gray trench coat on and a gray bowler hat. That was Argus. No, uh, Argus. Oh, Argus better haunt the shit out of this place. <laughs> he does. Um, but this guy, and I didn't see a face. It was just pitch black, but I could make the outline of a hat and a gray coat. And I immediately went, nope, and walked right down the hallway. And I ran into Jeff Scott, um, RIP Jeff Scott, who was like the amazing piano player here for 25 years. Amazing, amazing man. And he knew everything about the history of this building all the way back. And I remember going, Jeff, Jeff, I think I saw a ghost. And he's like, yeah, what did he look like? And I was like, it was, a, it was a, a big guy. And he was he was sitting in a chair. He had a, he had a gray bowler hat and he had a gray jacket on. And without a beat, he was like, oh, yeah, that was Gus. And I'm like, what? Not Gus. He's like, yeah, that was Gus. He used to work security for Ciro's. And I'm like, and I like goosebumps everywhere. So I was like, okay, Gus, great. So I'm always like looking out for Gus and being like, be good to me, Gus, please. Like, take care of me. And then, you know, you have the belly room, which was like upstairs used to be like the illegal abortion room. I mean, if you want to actually get some really good education on the history of the comedy store, go to YouTube. I think it's on YouTube and Google in Unsolved Mysteries, the comedy store, because back in the day, Robert Stack. That scary asshole would, you know, with the creepy music, they actually did a um, segment on Unsolved Mysteries about the comedy store on Sunset Boulevard. And they actually talked about the basement, this very basement that has been renovated into a podcast studio. So you're welcome. Um, and check out that. Yeah. Check out that story with Bobby Lee and, and the Lee. Ghost Adventures. That's on Ghost Adventures? Uh, no, there, there's another, uh, the show Ghost Advent Adventures did an episode here. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But see, that's the thing. Like, I don't I don't believe in, like, ghost hunters. I think if they're going to, like, show up, they're going to show up. It's not like, oh, like, ghost hunters, they're like, oh, I stepped on a stick. What was that? You know? Yeah, it's he like, just makes up instruments. Yeah. Like, oh, this is going to tell us where they're hanging out. And it's like, no, it won't. They're not just chilling out. No, they're, like, doing their thing. I also have another ghost story, but I'll save that for another time. We got to wrap up here. But I have one more story. Um, there's been a lot of people falling down lately and, and hitting their heads, uh, which is uh, insane. You know, we had Bob Saget, who we lost recently to head trauma, uh, died in his sleep. Um I was on the road with Heather McDonald, who I don't know if you guys saw the video of her falling down at the Tempe Improv and fracturing her skull. But recently, now we have Taryn Edgerton, 
who played Elton John in the biopic Rocket Man, he collapsed on stage during his live performance of the play Cock. That's the name of it, Cock. So Taron Edgerton fainted and collapsed on stage during the live performance of his new West End play Cock on Saturday evening. The 32-year-old actor took a tumble at the Ambassador's Theater in London and a doctor from the audience sprinted up to help him, very similar to what happened to Heather. The Kingsman star understudy Joel Harper Jackson stepped up and concluded the last 15 minutes of the show. <laughs> Applause to the understudy. Um, he says he's absolutely fine and he rested after a, uh, had a 40-minute break. Edgerton assured his fans that he was okay. Uh, some of you may have heard I passed out during the first performance of Cock. Last night, he began, I am completely fine. A slightly sore neck and a bruised ego, but I'm fine. Um... So here's the thing. I, I want to know what's going on. Was it dehydration? Was it nerves? Um, he just got, I, I, I guess it was just opening night. Uh, everyone's like looking out for him. Uh, Jonathan Bailey is also in it. Who, goddamn, Jonathan Bailey. Oh, if you don't know who Jonathan Bailey is, he is the hot older brother on Bridgerton. He This play is about a gay man who finds himself conflicted with his sexuality after he falls in love with a woman. <gasps> Cuck. Uh, his relationship with his longtime boyfriend, played by Edgerton, is thrown for a loop as he tries to work through his feelings. Opening night for Cock is on March 15th and will have a limited run uh, through June 4th. Now, as someone who has dealt with someone passing out on stage. I want to give my side of the story first as to what happened. I was on Juicy Scoop. I told the story. Heather McDonald passed out on stage three minutes into her set, and I had never seen somebody pass out, honestly. I've never seen someone just pass out. I've seen, you know, on television, but never, like, in person. So we were in Tempe. Everything was fine right before the show, and... um. If you haven't seen it, it's all over the internet. It made like TMZ, The Sun, every news outlet, Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood. She got she got the press, you know? So um, I remember getting off stage. I had just had the audience say happy birthday to my boyfriend, Evan. And I brought Heather up. And because uh, his, his birthday was the next day. It wasn't just like <laughs> random. Yeah, there was a purpose. And so I brought Heather up. We were fine. We'd been chatting in the green room, making jokes, all this stuff. And then she got on stage. Now, the Tempe Improv is set up where the stage is there. Then there's a little tiny green room. Then you actually have to walk through the crowd to walk into the foyer uh, for the actual green room. So I had to walk through the audience. And as I'm going through the audience, she's, you know, starting her set. And as I make it into the green room, I sit down. And I hear a boom, and I look up, and there's a TV screen there from the for the stage viewing, and I see her, and her feet are like straight up, like the Wicked Witch of the East with the house dropped on her, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck is that? She doesn't lay down, and I go, oh, did she pass out? And so as I walk through, I'm going back in, everyone's like panicking, same thing, nurse in the audience jumps up on stage, much like uh, Taryn Edgerton and cock. And, you know, starts doing response, responses, checking her uh, her uh, uh, diagnostics, whatever. They take her off stage and everyone's goofed. Now, the thing that's really kind of annoying is that 
everyone was saying like she made fun of Jesus and like, you know, this is what you get, bad karma. She did make fun of Jesus. She was talking about how she was boosted and she's ready to go and all this stuff. And she said Jesus loves her. And then that's, you know, <laughs> she fell out. She passed out on that line. And then everyone kind of, everyone's like, why didn't anyone do anything? Because honestly, everyone thought it was part of the show. Everyone was just kind of like, uh, okay. And then it kind of took a while because she wasn't getting up. So then the security came in. They took her off stage. I actually got her phone and uh, put it over her face to unlock her phone so I could call her husband. Uh, the the uh, paramedics were great. And she ended up like taking... Um, Three days in the hospital. It was very, it was very jarring. I had never experienced that. The shows were canceled. We're coming back out there in April. I will be be bringing a chaise lounge and a helmet, just in case. But yeah, we will be going there. So yes, I'm just kind of wondering why it's like it's a thing now where people are just passing out on stage. People are just passing out. People are like, it's the vaccine. It's the booster. It could be this demon who's been set loose after thousands of years. It could be Madonna's Instagram. It could be um, your old lady neighbor next door who's putting lie in your tea because why she's the worst neighbor ever. But on that note, I have some dates that I want to have uh, to share with you guys. If you are in the Brea area uh, or near Brea, California, I will be with Miss Heather McDonald herself, along with Chris Frangiola, Sarah Colonna, and Spencer Pratt. March 20. Yes, that's Spencer Pratt. March 25th, 26th, and 27th. Uh, tickets are available on BreaImprov.com, uh, I believe. Just look up the Brea Improv. We will be there. But other than that, I hope you guys had a wonderful time listening to the second episode of Just Saying with Justin Mardale. I hope it kept you informed. Make sure to put a ring camera on your door. Pick a safe word. Check your Airbnbs. Um... Don't look at Madonna's Instagram before midnight. And uh, yeah, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. The world's falling apart, but I'm glad you're listening to this podcast to make it a little brighter. Thank you again so much. I'm Justin Martindale. We'll see you next time on Just Saying with Justin Martindale. And make sure to follow me on Instagram. Tell your friends.